Sunday, May 31st at Gaia House with Saida Utejania, Group B and F, Session 1. 2015. 2015. Gaia House. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wants to go, Saida says, this is your chance. <laughs> Tell them about your practice. Don't keep it up. Yeah. Saito, um, I'm curious. I'm just uh, today you said uh, it's uh, good to watch the mind, what, uh, what, uh, where it's moving and um, its behavior. And no, he just said, he just gave an example, and he said, when you notice that, that is noticing the behavior, the movement of the mind. So, like when you are watching something, yeah. then you notice the mind's attention goes to something else. You're noticing the way the mind works. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I'm um, often sucked into. A bad mood, sucked into, uh, yeah, feels. Two months. Two months. Two months. Bad mood tells us so many days. Emotion, Mugango. As an object, it's quite good because it's very clear, right? <laughs> it's hard to not know it. If I notice. If you notice, what do you tell me? So just take it as an object. Don't judge it. It's just something to know. Good things are objects and unpleasant things are also objects. Just objects. He says we must have the desire to understand its nature. We want to understand, therefore we watch it. When we find it interesting to watch one of these unpleasant emotions um, at work, Seattle says, then you can say that you're practicing quite well. <laughs> it's, in, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Siyadu says, um, for a yogi to understand how to watch unpleasant or bad experiences with a detached mind, with the, with a mind that is not feeling bad about watching it, that's a very important skill. Yeah, so that's um, one of the first things we need to understand. That we can watch with equanimity while the object might be something like suffering. If we don't have this skill, it's hard to keep moving forward in the practice. So when, 
whether what you're observing is pleasant or unpleasant, the observing is equanimous. It, it, it observes equanimously that which is pleasant and that which is unpleasant. And it's the observing that's on the middle way. That's on the middle path, you know? But how do we make this observing not biased? How does this observing remain equanimous? Seattle says it, it becomes equanimous when we have understanding. And the type of understanding we might have could include understanding that the object is just an object. It's something that's being known. Or understanding that it's not me, it's just a process. So if we understand, truly understand in this way, when we watch, we can watch uh, eponymously. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I've realized on this retreat that I've been practicing putting a lot of effort, um, yeah. concentrating a lot, mm. and now I'm in this transition where I'm trying to back off and, and um, I don't know whether lighten up is the right word, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. it's um, kind of hard finding finding my um, my footing, um, not not putting. A lot of effort mm. and look tightness uh, on the object, mm. but um, widening of mm. it's it's not easy. To you know, focus on the meaning of it. A good, but low for Joe's are kept there. Oh, oh, happy is that? Good habits die hard. Good habits die hard. Okay. Old. So it's. There's a momentum of the way the mind usually yeah. works, and that momentum doesn't go away right away. So and that be unreal. you need to give it some time to settle. Mm -hmm. Back off, back off. Yeah, so keep backing off. He says, "Yeah, that's good." <laughs> Stand back, back off. you know, I got attitude. I mean, I got craving. I got low, low bad machine. I got attitude. Yeah, he says the old habit of focusing too much, too hard, um, and and usually when we do that, greed sort of gets in as well. So Seattle says having to break that habit, to reverse it, uh, to back off. Yeah, initially, it can feel. Man, back off, relax, relax. But really, backing off just means relax. Back off and then you see, ah, surely then do I need to wait on, there's two ways, Seattle says, that you might find yourself backed off. Uh, one is, Seattle says, relaxing. So relaxing your energy, and it feels like you have some space from the object. The other one is when you understand the difference between the knowing, what the observing, and what's object. When you understand this, it, you're also separate, backed off. Yeah. But the second one is, is more because of understanding. You understand clearly that there are two different natures, the nature of the observing or the knowing and the nature of the 
the object, whatever you're knowing. When you know there's two different natures there in this field of awareness, then you, yeah. Yeah. He says, and, you know, when you know two, it means that there's a third. And that's what knows there's two. So you're really backing off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Back twice off, yeah. So there's understanding, there's object, there's knowing, and then of course there's the witness. (laughs) You don't have to try to make this happen. Yeah, this is just practice. When the mind understands, it will it will find that that space. Yeah. That's why I let go, step back, because I'm not. Look, you Yeah. So letting go, stepping back, aren't um, things that we can actually force the mind to do. We can't make it happen. We. Uh, it's something that the mind, when it understands, it is just like that. a question. Um, so sometimes when I ask myself, am I aware or is there mindfulness present? Sometimes there is, most of the time. I realized it wasn't until I asked the question. Um, and I'm not sure whether the recommendation is to then investigate what pulled me, you know, what was the distraction, what story was I constructing, or whether to just let it go and continue to be aware. Well, the deep. ရှိလာလုံးမိလိုင်းနဲ့တခါလေးတော့တိရှိရတော့နာမျက်အချိန်မရှိတော့မအဲ့ချိန်မှာတော့တဒီပြန်ရပြီးအဲ့ချိန်
through the practice, because then all they have to do is be aware. So he uses the word investigate to try and get us to introduce wisdom into the practice, the what what we already have. He says, but if there's already wisdom in our practice, yeah, he says we don't have to introduce investigation. And what he wants us to do is actually recognize the kind of wisdom that we already have operating in our practice. Yeah. And questions are asked just to bring interest into the practice, not to get an answer, but just to get the mind. Yeah, to, to, you know, um, he says to put in, again, what he said this morning, to bring out that strength of the mind, you know, that, yeah, to, to use it. Uh, he reminds us to do that because some people forget to use it, or they neglect it, or they don't try, they don't want to. Yeah, some people think they shouldn't. They think they shouldn't think. You know, that it's bad to think when you're meditating, and then they're blocking the natural wisdom of the mind. Some people are so focused, so fixated on the object, that they're not, they're just not using their wisdom at all. For me, it does seem to just happen, there's a wanting to know where this... Sometimes I go the other extreme and then go back lost in it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for you, just try to remember to be aware. That's all you yeah. Keep remembering awareness. Yeah. Because when you call it awareness, wisdom comes with it. Yeah, just on that on that point, I've noticed that the wisdom has its own its own interest, you know, and mm. as mm. yeah, as the wisdom grows, it's there's more more and more interest. Yeah, she lay same with Ali. Yeah, come there. That's right. That means one of those. Uh, yeah, when there's interest, yeah, but says the mind. <coughs> It feels strong, it feels confident, you know, yeah, it feels purposeful mm-hmm. when there's wisdom. Yeah, I've noticed in this, on this um, retreat that it, the, the momentum has, it, Built up much more quickly, or it didn't. I didn't didn't feel like I was coming at a lower level, sort of, mm. um, as in you know previous retreats. It's taken a few days to kind of sort of build to build yeah. up. Um, so it it's been nice to uh, just kind of enter in. And have Do, you it, yeah. come, the days come, we're not ashamed of you. Are. Your no, 
think, yes, in, in daily life, I think. Um, it's a little bit of hope. Yeah, yeah I think, practice. yeah, more continuous. Yeah, yeah in Mabu. Sasa. If we're trying our best when we're at home to keep the uh, mindfulness going, then when we go into retreat, it always just takes off. We don't have to be starting again. But if we, you know, if we neglect, we, we sort of start not practicing so much at home, um, or we leave off practicing for a long time, we go, go for retreats, we have to start all over again. Yeah, that yeah. feeling of starting from the beginning is, is not very pleasant. No, it's not <laughs> to go beyond that point, because to go beyond seven, you know, to go eight, nine, ten, eleven, seven, says momentum is required. You you can't force that to happen. Momentum is required to get beyond those mechanical. So that's why Sarasas yogis get stuck just knowing the body. They always need the body. Um, they can't they're not skillful at knowing the mind, they you know and there's no strength. Sarasas, no strength of mind, no strength of awareness, no strength of wisdom. So you know, we need those strengths, Sarasas, to to know the subtle minds and to also deal with the very gross, not gross, but the very violent, you know, the difficult emotions and difficult mind states. We need strength. And we don't have the strength if we don't have momentum. Mm-hmm. So, so every time a defilement hits us, we, we lose everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. 
That's why to continue, at least trying to continue practicing all the time at home as much as we can is so important. It keeps the In Lake Arrowhead, a yogi asked Siado, um, I think he's fairly new to the practice. He said, Siado, if you tell me how to practice in one line, one sentence, yeah, he said, Siado, I will try to do that. You know, um, I will really put myself, get, you know, give myself to that. And Siado said, Really? <laughs> he says, If you're really going to do it, I'll tell you. He said. And when he said, Yes, you would really do it, after several times, Siada said, Okay, continue practice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the hardest thing to do, but it's the most important. He says, we want to practice, we really want to practice, we know it's beneficial, we have benefited from it, um, we really want to practice. But what's difficult is that we don't really want to practice all the time. <laughs> we don't really want to. Because we want to enjoy life. We think that if we are practicing, we won't be enjoying life. He says, really, the, the defilements, the, the unwholesome minds, they are so tricky, they are so clever. He says, if we practice all the time, they have no place to be. Um, so they trick you in subtle ways. One of them is telling you that you can't enjoy life if you practice. Okay to follow it. That that felt quite a, a radical shift. 
for me because I think I've had this sense of oh it's, it's a desire and I mustn't act on it mm. in, in terms of practice so just yeah. the same ตัวอสันตะโลเบเรดิคัลสระปอมมันหมดบ่อยันอยู่ครับเพียงแต่เออเชียงเพียงเปียร์ลอบาโยกิเตียวเมเดลิลอบาชีลอบาลอบาคาย
whatever is happening, whatever we're experiencing. Major ways to explain the global government government attacking the metals. The fellow metals and they are the cheese. Yeah, so this is um the middle way is um the avoiding of the extremes, right? Of of um um, there are two Pali words which I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> but they're skillfuls of aversion and greed. Uh, the, the, the extremes of aversion and greed. And, and to come to the middle way, Siyadu says, is means not preventing what's happening but being aware of what's happening with right view. Right? So that's the middle way. So. <laughs> So we're neither uh, suppressing nor are we expressing. We're just observing. And this is the skill that we are learning. How do we just observe neither expressing nor suppressing um, in the observation, right? Yeah. Can I ask one one other thing? I have I, I have a I have a desire to be happy, quite a strong desire to be happy. I'm kind of fed up with the many 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 moments of my my life I've spent feeling depressed or whatever. And um, I realise I can do I, there are things I can do in my mind to generate happiness. Like for example, I mean a lot of this retreat I've been very I've had a lot of uh, brightness and joy in the mind. I think just from being interested and being present. But I got stuck in a, a patch on the first afternoon where I just had no energy and I couldn't arouse any interest in even being mindful. But it was also quite, it's quite comfortable to just sit there and but feel like I was half asleep. Yeah. And then to actually choose to bring forth some metta or to, to arouse a sense of happiness or friendliness in the mind. Mm. And um, can we, you know, to what extent does he advise that we can manipulate experience in that way. Mm. Like, where does metta come in, for example? ตินี่แหละเนี่ยสิกะชันดาเรเลมบ่ทานรอเอซิซิโอง่าง่าวลีเนเน่โหไอ้ไงตะโลโลบาโลโลดีดายี่ถ่ายนี่ไล่ยะ
the other layer. So what you're experiencing is your experience. It's an object, right? That's the experience. And you're supposed to use the experience to practice. Oh, interesting idea, because if you find it interesting, if you find that experience interesting, your job is done. <laughs> when you were trying to change it, you were trying to change the experience. Why did you want to change I, it? Uh, well, I just felt like I couldn't even generate any interest in it. Say, with yeah, because there's a lack of wisdom. Sometimes, in life, sometimes there are things that you need to do that are important. Maybe you're not skillful at them, but it's important you need to do it. What do you do at that time, he says? How do you bring out your strengths to deal with what is important that you're not yet skillful at? What do you do? I just I bring in whatever whatever resources I do have. She didn't have to ask, ask people for help or whatever. So you're using your wisdom. You're thinking of what you could do. Yeah. He says, yes, you can use metta. You know, it, it settles the mind. Uh-huh. It brings back the wholesome. And it helps because when you bring a wholesome in, it, it brings out He says, but he also wants you to recognize that being aware mm-hmm. is bringing in the wholesome. Mm-hmm. Metta is not the only wholesome. Mm-hmm that we can bring <laughs> Yeah, we, we often forget, do not credit awareness for being a wholesome quality. We always forget that we're knowing what's happening. We do, we forget And we don't appreciate that we know what's happening because there is awareness. Um, we think there's some other mindfulness we need to bring in, but you know, since we already know what's happening, but we fail to to appreciate this, and we're so um, we're so concerned with the experience that we're knowing. It's like, oh, there's something wrong with this experience. It shouldn't be this. It should be something else. And what shall I do with it? <laughs> yeah, as, as you're talking now, I, I realize that actually. So one of the other strategies I have was realizing, okay, this is going to change. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get in worried about it mm. but also subtly I'm expecting when awareness is there I'm expecting it's going to feel nice mm. and it didn't feel nice mm. so says, in times like that he says you can notice the difference that the experience is suffering. But if you look back at the knowing, and if the knowing has right view, the knowing is not suffering. It's not just knowing. Yeah, it, it's yeah, A lot of yogis have this. The, the, the experience is suffering. The, the object is suf- uh, a suffering object. It could be dosa or something like that. It's something that feels like suffering. Um, and then... The awareness is economist. The awareness is watching without any emotion. And all this is known by a third, right? 
So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, just a little background about my practice just before I came here. Mm, so, um, so so last year I, I didn't have an opportunity to go on retreat. So I changed jobs at the beginning of the year and I you know couldn't really get any time off. And also Actually, so when, when I changed jobs, it's, my mind changed quite a lot, or the, the, the surroundings changed, and also yeah. my mind changed, Same almost from one extreme to another. Yeah, because everything changes, everything takes like a new beginning. Yeah. So, so it, at my, and actually, to some extent, I only realized it at my new job, but, but at my old job, or during those many years, uh, I had had this sort of basic, baseline aversion, oh. uh, almost kind of small depression, and I mean, I, you know, I was so used to it, mm. I, I couldn't really tell until I experienced something different. So, so then I, that like at the old job, I had a lot of negative ideas about myself and about the, like I didn't really like myself or the work or... Oh. Then, then at the new job, so it was like almost the exact opposite. And then suddenly, so I, I went from a several years of aversion to like last year, I really had a year of craving. <laughs> <laughs> So delusion is always in fashion, but delusion is always in fashion, but so so this so I was still even though I couldn't go on retreat, I still tried to practice every day. I mean, I would say. But I, I didn't notice that, um, so yeah, I was still trying to practice, practice every day, like, you know, formal sitting and, and then, you know, trying to be aware whenever I could. Mm. But, but I did notice that my mind, and, and probably because, you know, that suddenly there was a lot of craving, and before I had had a lot of aversion for a lot of things, and, you know, it's easy to let go of something that you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> so then suddenly when you, you know, have a craving for them, then, then the mind was a lot more restless, mm. like the entire last year. I mean, I've, you know, I've even had some insomnia, mm. just from, you know, the mind is so yeah. overactive because it's... Uh, <laughs> She let her, but We have to cross this road. 
He says, if we don't... Some of you you can avoid. Unfortunately, we can't avoid it. You have to walk through, Hello. go through the fire. Hello. It's from these experiences that the lessons are learned. The understanding comes. Mm. Yeah. To want happiness, to truly want happiness, Yadav says, uh, we have to first understand suffering. <coughs> and then the mind wants to be free of that. Yeah, I think I sort of, but both, even though, so, so from a, like this, this year wasn't so so pleasant in terms of practice that I didn't feel like you know I, I felt like in some ways at least my samadhi was going down. And you know I haven't really experienced much pity like compared to earlier. Mm. Um, but at the same time I felt like I could really see how you know what kind of so earlier I had the su- suffering that comes from aversion and now I had the suffering that comes from craving. <laughs> he says yes. More experience. More experience. It helps us to become more mature. But it was a, a bit unclear at some so and then this is a theme I've struggled with during the years so so okay, I noticed that my mind was more restless, and then there was, you know, the question: Am I? Is this because I'm? Well, okay, of, of course, in some sense, it's it's because I'm not practicing skillfully enough. But like, you know, could I be, could I be doing something differently, or is it just like, you know, do do I just have to accept this situation that I can't be more aware than I, than I already am? You know, am I using enough effort, too much or too little? Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, if I'm if I'm slipping off into thoughts or yeah. all, all the time, and then I ask myself, you know, could I be doing something differently, or should I just keep doing what I'm doing, and you know, wait for a few years, and eventually it will get better? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Go good. The litara majwanchimu or alura yusalu yarabo. The litara majwanchimu erajang agu shira manai mubo. Dame. ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่เนี่ยเค้าไปเจอเลยอ่ะเออไม่ใช่เนี่ยเค้าไปเจอเลยอ่ะเออไม่ใช่เนี่ยเค้าไปเจอเลยอ
None of us are skillful right away. All of us have some lack. That's clear. So whatever we do is not enough. But we need to give it time, some dedication, patience. We have to learn. We have to grow. If if the the experiences that you go through teach you small little lessons, little little lessons on your mindfulness, about your attitude, about your effort, you know, about you know all these things, and and you know it could be many little lessons on attitude, many little lessons on you know, recognizing greed or aversion, all these little lessons. So long as you're learning little lessons, the other says you know you're growing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. He says accepting doesn't mean yeah. Accepting doesn't just mean that we don't do anything. Hmm. Yeah, accepting means that we accept that this is the situation now, but we still need to put in the effort to continue practicing, which means always being prepared. Every day you assess, you consider, oh, how much mindfulness did I have today in the balance of the wholesome and unwholesome? Uh, was there more wholesome or unwholesome in the mind today? Uh, how do I prepare to meet it tomorrow? So tomorrow. Um, and if we're doing this daily, says, if you do any work daily, you, you know when you did it well, when you don't do it so well. And, and, and daily you, you um, prepare again. You, you set up your intention. Okay, this day it wasn't good because of this, so you need to do more of that. Um, and you learn lessons from that. What you really want to get over, what you you know, where is it's like running a business, you know. Businessmen are very interested in making money and their business and how it's going. So, you know, if the the in- income drops they know, if the income increases they know and they know why. They know why and they, they you know, I they know it's something like a cycle or they need to do something, they you know, they're always interested. Yeah, I think so I was a bit worried when I came to the retreat, you know, would it be a disaster? But but actually it's been been okay. I mean yeah. I was really tired, I didn't sleep at all the night before I came. Yeah. Uh, but no. all things considered like the mindfulness has been okay, I think. Yeah, the deep um second way not the deep calm yeah, he says if you've been trying to practice all this time, it will be there. Yeah, he says we can't hurry the practice, but we have to keep. Keep going. The important thing is to keep stepping one step at a time. Just don't put your heels in front. <laughs> 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 
Se va a entrar en luz.
Snags onto it and and, and sort of recognise if there's a bit of juice there, um, or sort and so. Um, whether there's a reaction. Yeah, whether whether it's it's attractive or whether whether it's a, a strong um, object of, of, of attention. Okay. And then just um, recognise if I am kind of craving towards it or, or resisting it. resisting and then I just well I, I think I first just maybe feel into my body a little bit as well mm-hmm. so I suppose kind of two questions is how can I how can I is, is that is that the way to practice mm-hmm. uh, and the other one is the Satipatthana the four foundations are they, are they they very much are intertwined and intermingled in the way they are to, to be practiced and understood that's the question. Yeah. Is it? Or it yeah. Sh- should one should one pra- should one view the four four establishments as interwoven, interwoven things that one can see and in you know in the practice? You know? Yeah. It took me go. That you do that. It's a good that it tara. You are sick. I want to go. You are sick. Below below the eight. I want to go. The same. I want to go. The child. The child. That you are sick. That you are sick. Yes, to both questions. <laughs> and if you are skillful, Sierra says, um, you'll find that um, at any moment you could be practicing any or all of the four Satipatthanas. He has said that Dhamma just means that you know the first three to be Dhamma, to be nature. Yeah, so you have to be skillful at the first three and then it's easy to see it all as Dhamma. Then it just becomes Dhamma right? When we see everything as as nature, it's it's all Dhamma Nupasana. 
When it's done on a pasta, it's quite wide. You know, it's not just nama and rupa. It's cause and effect. It's knowing the interactions, the relationships, how they affect each other, understanding it. Yeah. And so just one of the questions is, I think in, in the West is this sense a lot of these teachings are presented in, in a way that... Uh, that the Western mind is very busy and we, we kind of tend to pick up a, a, a one object to focus on a lot mm-hmm. um, and come back to it a lot. Um, uh, what's um, what's uh, the view? What, what's, what, is, is that a, um, would you agree that that's the way the Western mind is and therefore this, this way that, that people often practice or or, or directed to practice in the West, where we, we, we go back to the body, for example, or go back to the breath as a, as a primary object and as a sort of an anchor. As, as, as you mean, is it skillful means? Yeah, is that? Or, or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until we become really skillful at understanding the mind, we still need to do things like that. When we don't understand the mind, the mind door, we don't see that the mind is an object, we don't know that everything is known through the mind, until we get really skillful at it, have momentum in it, understand it so thoroughly that it's always accessible to us, then whenever it's not accessible, we need to go back to the objects. But once we become skillful, um, we can access it um, easily or all the time, or whenever we can access it, then at at those times, the object is not uh, primary, it's secondary, because the mind is the object, and everything else is known through the mind. At that point, Seattle says, it means that the, it has, there's a lot of momentum. It means that awareness has a lot, lot of momentum, and uh, because the momentum is also so strong, and there's a lot of wisdom, Seattle says, it's also very easy to know the awareness. So it's a state of great great momentum and ease in practice and and it's easy to know the moment uh, the, the awareness it's so obvious and 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 present yeah because it's strong thanks kasama yogu you will are you will the dc on the the dc love is so in not the same at your one the yoga my man and the amabo so i can't like this we start with objects to establish awareness. And then when awareness becomes established and we feel like awareness is always present, Sierra says, if you look at it, awareness is always knowing something. But that's when awareness has more life for you. It becomes larger than life. And then it feels like awareness knows things. 
You know, you don't have to be trying to know something. Awareness knows, and you know what it's knowing. It's all very clear. See how this is? It's like when we study in school. You know, when you start, you start spelling kindergarten. You learn A B C, then you learn that they connect C A T, and you have to spell. But see how this is? When you can spell, and you un you know you know it. See how this is? Learning takes on a whole different meaning. You never spell anymore. You start learning the meaning of words. You use it to know more. You know, university. You know, research all this sort of thing, but in the same way with 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 meditation, theosis, it's just at the beginning that we do the mechanics, and then when we get skillful, mindfulness is established. It's a whole different way. Uh, mindfulness does its work. Yeah. And why do we not get there, theosis? Is because we don't practice all the time. We don't try to practice all the time. Dedicated to it, so we cannot get to that level. Our spelling of awareness is slow. <laughs> <laughs> so we just have to keep coming back to the object, to the anchor, because there's no strength. We start again, and it's just the same old, same old. <laughs> I'd like to ask a question, but I don't want to take away time from anyone in my group. The first group is not finished. No, this not yet. Is there any first group that would like to speak? Oh, yeah. one more. Yeah, I have to speak. So, um, well, I know this, I'm a bit reluctant to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, anyway, uh, on my <laughs> group. It's okay if you don't want to speak. Yeah, but now I have started. It's easier after starting. Yeah, just the starting is important. Yeah, but on my previous retreat with uh, Seattle, I was kind of mm, using maybe two or three objects as, as an anchor. Mm. And then during the retreat, it, it was working somehow, and uh, mm. maybe I got some awareness and, and so on. And, uh, then uh, during my kind of practice at home, I have noticed that there has been a little bit of shift that. Uh, there has been more interest to follow kind of the thoughts or, or the mind. But it has been quite fragile in a sense, so it's kind of uh, there is a little bit of interest, but it's not easy to follow. So on this retreat now, I have been not really using the anchor, but kind of returning returning to the mind. For the first days I, I was quite tired and uh, then let's say yesterday or until yesterday it was quite fuzzy kind of. Mm. Uh, the awareness was not strong yeah. and uh, there, there were lots of gaps. Yeah. So I started mm. to form some expectations clearly. Mm. 
So I was comparing with my previous yeah. practice and was thinking that this is not going in the same way. Ooh. And uh, of course it didn't work out very well. <laughs> but yeah, now it's kind of... Uh, in this morning's instruction actually it was very well described the situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of it, it felt very familiar. Um, uh, it, it seems that there's kind of a clarity is becoming slowly better. But then the awareness, it's actually now I don't see it so clearly. It's, it's more like the clarity is somehow coming and now I'm not thinking about the awareness so much. I mean, I, I am returning to the question kind of what's happening or something. ยังเนี่ยเนี่ยเอ่อตัวเอ่อแน่ๆพอเช่นละเนี่ยอกุรอตุปยัญชีละเนี่ยเต็มเช่นเดิมเลยแต่ไม่ไอ้เช่นนั
at home and the mind wanting to have some rest. ที่สุดแล้วที่คุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณคุณค
He likes sloth and talk, but because sloth and talk, what happens when the mind is quiet? Actually, it's more sensible. <laughs> because if, you, if the mind is agitated, you don't get sloth and talk. Sloth and talk, but then you get sloth and talk. Yeah, he says it's like playing a game and finding the right, you know, way into the. <clears throat> the thing. He says you have sloth and talk, but it means the mind is already settled and quiet. You just have to add wisdom and effort, and then it can the balance can tip to the other side into samadhi. Thank you. Oh. That's what his teacher told him. Told him that you know, Tina Meda and um, Sloth and Topper and Samadhi are brothers. He says from then on he was never afraid of Sloth and Topper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that there's a way to get to the other side. <laughs> there was a path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, um, this, I think I need a clarification. Um, between right view, right um, attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If it's not the same, as far mm-hmm. as I <laughs> I've understood, right attitude is um, not having moha, doha, uh, dosa mm-hmm. uh, in <coughs> mind. Mm-hmm. And um, right view is uh, seeing things as nature. Yeah. Um, and I think he mentioned once that um, if there's right view, they are not the defilements automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's because <laughs> sometimes that's not the defilements in the observing mind yet. Um, what you the experience yeah, might still be a defilement. I could still yeah. observe it, yeah. yeah. Um, because sometimes I'm not sure um, during practice um, if there still are defilements or not. <laughs> I mean, if they are there, I'm, oh, I see them. It's clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but sometimes. Um, Perhaps I'll give an example. And uh, for example, in the morning, I'm doing the toilet in the toilet, washing, brushing teeth. Um, it's I'm aware. I'm doing the things. It's no, I don't want anything. I'm not rejecting anything. And then um, there are two kinds to see it. One is more identif- There's more identification. It's me. Who's doing, doing the things, yeah. and then this view um, uh, thinks is I'm observing the body doing the things, yeah. and the mind watching the scenery, yeah. and uh, this I would say the one thing is right view, yeah. it's more yeah. the nature, yeah. and in both is not really uh, a kind of wanting or rejecting, okay. yeah. Yeah. but so this is the, the difference, I mean the, the first thing still identification but right attitude and yes. the second is no, right view and right attitude. attitude yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 the right attitude and right view the machine low, right? Oh. And uh, example pair to story by time you know, chain my eighty to the bottom money, chai down, chai down machine, loan it as you you live. That meant to cut to leave it. โลนิราอยู่อยู่นี่ดําเนินงานโลนิเรโลรอคันซาเลยดําเนินตีนิราใจดําใจดําไม่ชื่อโยโยนี่จี้เนี่ยเดี๋ยวชาวจีนจะร
Can I ask something? Yeah, it's, it's about dullness also. I sometimes when I meditate, I get very, I mean, there's really dullness. And then when I close my eyes, um, no, if sometimes I get angry then, uh -huh. because I think it's about getting away. Yes. And that helps a bit. Uh -huh. okay. <laughs> and sometimes I try, I mean, I'm going to call it all up today. And then I try to, to be interested with that. Uh -huh. And that's difficult because uh. on one hand I judge it because I think practice is about waking up. Mm. So I have this judgment. And also it's difficult because it's so much the opposite, you know. Uh -huh. It's so much, um, it's, it's funny balance, you know. Yeah. And then I go to sleep and Wake then up. I, no, I, yeah, sometimes I don't know where <laughs> I am or have a little dream or something. Yeah. So I don't find it so easy to have this balance, um, like to have this observer that tries to, you know, to sit by the dullness or sit in the dullness and sort of to have a balance. I find that difficult. Yeah? Maybe he can advise me something to get there. <laughs> เออมันเบลล์เปลี่ยนชาบัวไม่ยาวเลยดีบ้านเราจะเพิ่มมาสิกะอยู่สับดีดาโอ้เตี้ยทุ่ยมาไทม์ไหนน่ะเตี้ย
not letting it overwhelm you because now you're going to be aware of it and be interested in it. You're still doing what you have to do. Because when you accept the experience, you don't complain about it, then you can do what you want to do effectively. Because you're not fighting with it. It it's like you know when we're at work or something and a problem happens and you know you have some people who start complaining about what happens why did it happen it shouldn't have happened and they don't get anything done who make this who take all that is nonsense you know it's it's useless verbiage you want to think calmly about what to do if you're busy complaining and blaming Sarah says that you don't fix the problem but all you need to do is remain calm and just what happened and fix it yeah what should I do next now we're not complaining about what has already happened. We're thinking about what we need to do from now on. He says knowing what is happening in the present moment as it is, now there is dullness, that's right view. Because that's real. Okay, it shows up. So yeah, we think that acceptance means oh this is a oh there's a problem okay let there be a problem that's not acceptance acceptance is yes there's a problem but what do we do with it what do we do with it mm-hmm. yeah. Especially in life, Seattle says, you know, uh, you'll find that all our lessons in life, because there's only awareness most of the time and there's not enough wisdom, things happen to us and we get carried away. You know, we get sucked into the defilements or whatever. But if we have awareness, at least we stay with the process, we can learn something, but we will still uh, make the mistakes. I mean, I overwhelm look kind of yeah, we get overwhelmed a lot in life, not because of choice, but just because. Yeah, he says it's like a wrestling match. Sometimes you're on top, and sometimes you're on top. <laughs> 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 like, in the beginning, we're they're on top a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't do anything else. This is what you're capable of now. Your awareness is this little, that's what you do. You just What you try to learn through those repeated assaults is you try to learn how are they doing it so that you learn when to hit back. You have to be calm and deliberate so that you know what's going on so that you can find the key to, to, to t- turning the table. You know, yeah, he says, but at home, yeah, most of the time, the defilement. Yeah, on retreat, so much of our environment is protected, but 
at home, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, he says at home the defilements are like. Yeah, he says your home is the defilement zone. Retreat settings, you know, they try. We try to make it the home of awareness, samadhi, wisdom. We go home and the defilements are already sitting there, waiting for us. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, about the practice. Um, for the last two days, there was a, a lot of dinamida for me, mm-hmm. um, like constantly, and it was uh, turning, uh, it was intertwined with aversion. Mm. I mean, the, I t- the experience of dinamida uh, generated aversion. Yeah. Um, I know, yet, at the same time, I was trying to see around the level of uh, energy, uh, of virya, that, uh, the effort that. Mm. Uh, I need to maintain to maintain awareness. I was trying to get as little uh, virya as possible, uh-huh. even even if I would uh, sometimes slip into tinamida. Yeah, this is, you know, virya is not, it cannot be too little also, right? It can be too much, but it cannot be too much. Too little. So, if, if, if constant sleepiness is a sign of not enough virya, then you need to step up the virya to a necessary level. Um, we can have lack of energy, virya, mm-hmm. and we can have lack of wisdom. So you need to... Mm, if I would, uh, I was thinking uh, about uh, stepping up uh, the amount of effort, but mm. then I would uh, uh, lose uh, the possibility of experiencing the tinamida. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your intention in stepping up Wiria is to make right effort. It's not to try and get rid of Tinamita. Mm-hmm. When you have right effort, the consequence might be that Tinamita goes away, but you want to understand the process. Mm-hmm. It's not about having something stay or having something go. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding a process. So you can step up your effort and, and learn about the process. So I should, or should, should I not? <laughs> Oh, okay. Make the mistake. Well, you're a lot of love, 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 one of the parts why I was not so willing to step up with Viria was uh, that because for this uh, retreat I found myself like uh, I think for the first time without the need for any like spectacular uh, um, experiences and so on so I lost the kind of a craving that mm. usually goes with the effort mm. so that's why it was um, 
at the same time easier to uh, pay a little less effort and at the same time it was uh, uh, I did not have a goal yeah. that uh, that would require such effort yeah yeah why do we observe? Why are we being mindful? Because we want eventually for our wisdom to arise. Mm-hmm. So we are being aware of the purpose. What will I understand from the present moment? This process. From this process. Mm-hmm. We're not just staring. <laughs> we, yeah. Yes, but it's not a goal that I can reach. It can yeah. it can appear on yeah. uh, by itself. Reach that I'm a whole reach. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, you know me. I was saying, I love you. I'm a terror. But what's a love? Love that I'm a whole. I'm a love. I'm a strong one. Yeah, strong one. Yeah. So although um, you don't reach for it with greed, but we do have to understand the co- the, the concept of con- you know the conditions we set now for an effect to happen later. Right, cause and effect. So, although, although you are not doing it, cause and effect is there. So if you if the causes are are established now, the condition the conditions are established now, the effect will arise. So the goal should be right conditions. Then. Yes. Yeah. So, what right. should be the right conditions then? Awareness, right effort. <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> Right condition, yeah, Bali. Five faculties, right? Five faculties, yeah. What's Tinamita? May I ask what's Tinamita? Sloth and Topper. Can I ask some uh, question? Can you explain a bit uh, the, the difference between awareness and knowing? How you use the word different? To do well. Same, same thing. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Is it time for another question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I have a question about um, Vipassana and Samadhi. Mm-hmm. And um, Samatha or Samadhi? Samadhi. 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 Yeah. Samadhi. Um, so, like when I started this retreat, you know, my, you know, based on Saida's teaching, my intention was to just see and experience objects, you know, and um, uh, and seeing if there was any. Um, uh, hindrances <coughs> present, you know. So I was just kind of like just being open to as, as Ooh, many. I don't see And uh, and then today when uh, Saida mentioned uh, seeing um, what the motivation is to leave or to move on to another object, yeah. Oh, or just seeing that sh- that shift. From one object to another. He's, he's just. He's just talking about the 
Noticing that, that that's the mind at work. That's okay. all. Yeah. yeah. Starting to do that, it um, the mind wanted just to stay like like mm-hmm. noticing like it was actually useful to see you know well, what was motivating the mind to move from one object to another like an itch you know or or you know just whatever the more primary mm-hmm. um, sense or yeah. object that was arising was where the attention would go. Yeah. But then simultaneously there was this also this like, well, why move? <laughs> why move off the object that's already, that I'm already on, you know? And it's already moved. Yeah. Like if you notice something else, you don't even have to shift your attention. The attention is already, already gone. Moved. If you know something, your attention has already yeah. moved. Yeah. So question, you know, there's no question of moving, it's already done. And he's saying to notice that that was the movement of the mind. Yeah. Right. When something is obvious, the mind has already known it. May object of you that you lose it alone, but who thinks I'm sick? A little bit that way. Yeah, so the example. Yeah. So, like, we we are so conscious of the what I've chosen to do. So, I've chosen to be on the breath, for example. My choice of object is this object. And then something else takes the attention. And we're thinking, uh, why move from this object? But the mind has already gone there. But that's not you, it's the mind. And that's what he's trying to say. The mind has. And in both, actually, it, they're just mind. The thing that you, the, the thing that you choose to be with, that's the mind that's chosen to be with. And when the mind notices something else, that's the mind that's noticed that something else. But one of them you identify with. You think I've chosen to be with an object. One of them you don't identify with. You think. That I've not chosen to go there, you know? So we need to notice the way the mind works in these different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then um, the other thing is is that when I notice that like um, that when I appreciate awareness, the mind oh, the field kind of opens up more. You know? Yes, yes. Um well, the deal book is pure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, he says. That's why he wants us to go appreciating awareness. Yeah, awareness and the object. He wants us to know the awareness much better. Because that is if we already know awareness and object. Right? If we don't know awareness yet, if we already know awareness and object, uh, well, you know, awareness, awareness is the head, he says, you know. Get a hold of the head, the whole body comes along, something like a bunch of bananas. You need to grab it from the top. So, so. So, he says the awareness is, is key if you already know the difference between the awareness and the object. So then, um, when that happens, um, there's. Um, there's more of a global awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not like specific things. It's just more of a. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. And that's okay. Yeah. And and um, I'm just wondering, you know, how that relates to samadhi. You know, I guess it's 
Yeah. You have Somali, that's why there's no Somali. Somali really I have to do If there's no Samadhi, you cannot know an object. Samadhi mm-hmm. is what allows the mind to settle on it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know an object. So okay. So I, I this is all new, so um I don't think that yeah, like the money they call it. That's why Sado says when the awareness knows more, it's a sign that awareness is growing, which means the five faculties, which means somebody the money is growing. The more relaxed, settled, um, and aware the mind is, the more it knows and the more subtle things it can know as well. And yet the practice is to know as many objects. No. Um, no. no. The uh, practice is to know whatever you know. What's arising. Moment. Moment. Yeah, whatever What's you know in the moment. Yeah. ตีไหนกับเราตีล่ะบ่ตีตีน่ะอกุตีเราตีบ่เออเนี่ยเนี่ยวอทเอเวอร์ยูโนว์นาวอิทส์นอตอิทส์นอตอิทส์นอตเด